Welcome to this special bonus episode of the Passive House Podcast. I'm Zach Semke, Director of Passive House Accelerator, and we're pleased to be sharing a series of bonus episodes recorded at FiasCon 2022 in Chicago. These interviews were made possible by generous support from StoCorp and Zola Windows. In this interview, Passive House Podcast co-host Matthew Cutler-Welsh speaks with Sloan Ritchie of Cascade Built. Enjoy. Uh, well, here I am with Sloan Ritchie. Uh, Sloan from... Yeah, the company is Cascade Built, yep. and we operate in the greater Seattle area. Um, well, it's great to, to see you here. Now, Zach uh, has told me some, some great things about you. Obviously, you know him from, from Seattle, and uh, you've worked with, with Zach in the past? Yes, he used to work for an architecture firm that we had worked with, with over the years. And right. Yeah, so I've known him for many years now. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into Passive House. Yeah, so um, I actually started my career as a wireless engineer, so completely unrelated. Yeah. Um, and then I went to business school and decided I didn't want to be doing that anymore, and I wanted yeah. to switch into something that was a little more uh, hands-on, and I was really interested in sustainability and climate change Yep. Um, 15 years ago or 20 years ago now. Right. And so I started doing development projects on very small scale on a shoestring budget with credit cards and that kind of thing. Wow. Um, so, like, so managing projects, not on the tools? Uh, no, not on the tools. Yeah, like um, try, playing the developer role on a pretty small scale on like a townhouse type of right. project. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of learned, um, you know, we'd hired a general contractor and I sort of learned how that worked yeah. and decided for the types of projects we were doing, we should take that over so we had better control of the outcomes and things. And what was your goal as a developer at that time? Um, at that time, I would say, I mean, I had, I started to explore other buildings that were being built in the, in the city. And I could see that the way they were being built, they were going to consume way too much energy and they weren't even to code minimum. Yeah. And I just thought we can do so much better. So my goal was just to, you know, see if I could do it and yeah. to what level we could do that. So we were doing like a lead for homes and that kind of thing. And why was that? Why was energy efficiency important to you as a developer? Because presumably you were building to sell. Yeah. I mean, it was mostly important to me personally right. um, to do something like that. I mean, as, as a developer, you know, purely economically, I guess you probably wouldn't care, which is probably why most of them don't right. do that. Yeah. So it was just important to me to be respectful to the planet and, and sort of to prove that it can be done. Yeah. And so how long ago was that? That was, um, I mean, those projects were like in, that was 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. When did you first hear about Passive House? I first heard about that in 2009. Uh -huh. uh, when uh, Kat came and did a uh, presentation in Seattle right, um, in the Green Lake Library. And it was 2009 right. and there was nothing going on yeah. in the building industry. Um, and so there were a lot of attendees. And it to me, I, I, at that point, I realized that that was much more in line with my thinking than the lead for homes right. and those types of um, programs. So I thought, okay, this is something I could kind of really wrap my head around in terms of like wanting to explore it, understand it, um, see if it's possible. Um, yep. And at that time, there were no Passive House projects being built in Washington State. Right. Um, so. 2009. Yep. Interesting time. You obviously made it through 2008, which yeah. was <laughs> yeah. pretty pivotal for a lot of people. Yeah. 
Um, so how was your how was the how was things going at that point in time, um, business wise? <laughs> pretty slow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I was I had done a couple development projects and some did okay and some did less okay. You know, sort of through two thousand eight. Yeah. Um, and so in two thousand nine, I didn't really have a whole lot going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so things were pretty slow. But did, so did that seem kind of scary to be looking at this thing called Passive House, which was probably going to cost you more in a market that was already constrained? Um, no, not really. I could, I could, for me, I was able to sort of latch onto the vision of it, and it just made right. a ton of sense. I mean, when you build a building, it's, it's you know, yes, 2008, 2009 was a really terrible time to be doing that yeah. because you couldn't borrow money, the bank, you know, financial yeah. system was broken. Um, but buildings last, you know, 50, 100 years, hopefully. So yep. you know, kind of have to ignore the you know, momentary badness in the market and yep. just move on to you know, yep. thinking sort of longer term. So what was your first step after hearing that, getting inspired? Um, where do you go from there? Um, I did, the, I did a, the, uh, passive house, the certified passive house uh, trainer class. Yeah. Took the class, um, understood how the, um, you know, how the spreadsheets worked and yeah. um, and sort of got down into the details and then realized that's great and there's people who are going to do that and it's not going to be me. Right. The spreadsheets? Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to understand it so that I could yeah. know that what I was getting sure. involved with was was legit. Um, yeah. And so that's why I took the course. Right. And Because I, I had an engineering background and so I said, okay, this is great. It is legit. I can I can buy in to the modeling and, and so forth. But um, I realized that I would just kind of stay in my lane and let other people do that what, part of it. What about it gives you that confidence that it's legit? Um, the degree to which it's modeled, uh-huh. um, you know, the the, um, the just the extent to which all the smallest details are considered in the model. Right. And that was never the case in anything else I'd looked at in the building world. It's very sloppy and loose in the rest of the building yeah, world. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. So I could understand that and realize that this is a much, much better, more robust and precise system. Yep. As a developer, I guess you're your own client in some ways. Yeah. Because you build what you want to build, but you still got to sell them. Still got to sell them, yeah. Or rent them or whatever the case is. So you, you had kind of drank the Kool-Aid. You you were inspired. Uh, Was it hard getting it to market and making it work? Yes, absolutely. I mean... I think one of the problems, more so then than now, is nobody had heard of Passive House. Yeah. Um, and at that time, I don't think there were more than a handful of projects that were done yeah. um, and small. And so there was nothing happening in Seattle either. Right. Um, and so I was kind of you know, learning about it and found a parcel and then said, okay, I'm going to do a Passive House project here, a single family. Right. Start small and see what happens. Yeah. You know, kind of as an experiment, really. Yeah. Like, can we execute something like this? Because it seemed a little bit lofty as a goal right um but i wanted to to do it so we did that do you remember if there was much of a premium on the the build cost for that um it's hard to say i mean certainly there was a premium i think for single family it's more difficult than for larger projects yeah you, know, you get into the multifamily scale um and the premium is very small yeah um, on a single family project this was also the first project we had ever done that was passive house working with uh, teams who had never done passive house subs who had never done passive house yeah. so everyone was like we don't really know and yeah. so there was learning curve as well i don't know what the premium was but there certainly was something so there would have been a premium on cost but i imagine there wouldn't have been a premium on on selling price um i 
it's my house and I live there. So right. Um, right. we didn't, we didn't sell it. <laughs> right. It's a pretty okay. nice place. Yeah. Um, and, but the idea during construction was to make it a spec house uh-huh. to sort of keep all that in mind that it's, yeah. you know, it's not a, a custom. It's not, um, we're not going to overspend on it. We want to keep costs in mind. And it certainly would have done well as a, as a spec. Right. Very so well. you think you could have sold it Absolutely. At, at market rate? Absolutely. Um, and yeah. it would have been fine. Have you, have you opened it up? Have you, have you used it as a, as a demonstration? A bit, yeah. We've done tours and things like that and, yeah. Yeah, over the years, yes. So, that, so when was that completed? I think that was in 2011, thereabouts. So you yeah. lived there for yeah, 10, 10, years, 10 yeah. years now. How's, yeah. that, how's it been performing? It's great. Awesome. Super do you, comfortable. Do you monitor it? Um, a little bit. I have uh, an IAQ monitor. Yeah. Is That's it really it. boring? Like flat uh, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's in Seattle and we have wildfire smoke there. Yeah. Uh, sometimes much worse than others. We have well, Seattle landed on the uh, number asked, one spot yeah, a week or two ago well, for the worst week, air quality in the world. There was like red dots everywhere yeah. because it was the air quality was Yeah. The, the wind was the going chart. in the wrong direction and there was fires in the mountains. And, yeah. And, um, you know, Seattle's a little bit of a basin in that way. And so the air just sat there and it was really I was I was talking to Zach and he had to leave his office because it was too unhealthy to be there because yeah. the office is just leaky. So he had to actually go home where they had three air purifiers running yeah. full time. It sounded... It's a, it's, a, it's a real thing. It's a problem. And growing up in Seattle, that never happened until five right. years ago. Right. I mean, you know, I've been in Seattle for a long time. But in your home... You were protected from that? Yes. Um, and I mentioned the monitoring because I've heard from people who have passive houses, they do tend to put monitors in them, they, yeah. sense they get excited about it, but then yeah. they, they do become really boring because they perform so well mm-hmm. that they're basically just the same temperature inside. Yeah, yeah, the temperature the is pretty constant. Yeah. It's very comfortable, nice. for sure. Nice. You can wear shorts and flip-flops all the time in the house. Um, how, what did you learn from doing that project uh, that you have implemented that's different from the way you operate now? Yeah, I mean, that was the first Passive House project. So there was a lot of learning. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was many things that we experimented with and tried and, and weren't the best solutions. Right. Um, so, you know, and over the years, you know, we've, we've had a lot of those experiences. Um, you know, I, I, there were just too many to name. Yeah. You know, that, you know, we did like, a two by six wall with a an, another outboard wall just for insulation, right. um, and so we learned all kinds of you know reasons why that, that does or doesn't work. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and over the years, we have refined our approach and have a really nice system for building multifamily right. passive house now. So what does that look like now? What do you do? Uh, so now in Seattle, in Seattle climate, we're doing apartment buildings, and our exterior our wall assembly is a two by eight uh, wood framed wall. So yep. exactly the same except it's two inch deeper. Right. Um, no exterior insulation. Um, we're doing a liquid um, air barrier. Nice. Uh, water, you know, WRB. Yep. Um, very simple. Easy to inspect. Easy to know that we're going to hit our, um, you know, our blower door. Is that desk. a fairly recent addition, the, the liquid? Um, well, you know, over the memory. years we had tried sort of every possible solution yeah. out there, or nearly every. Yeah. And, you know, found that some things work better than others. And yeah. th- this particular one works great for us in our market in Seattle, in right. the urban infill projects. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's easy to, you know, we, we scaffold the whole building right? so that it's easy for us to roll that on and yep. and, and, and inspect it. It's very easy to visually inspect yep. um, and know that it's done correctly and, yep. and completely. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk on uh, 
some of the presentations uh, that I've been to here at FierceCon about uh, the fact that it's been 20 years since, um, say, 9/11, and you know, and and looking at kind of where we we need to get to in the future. Yeah. Um, for the next 20 years, before we get to find ourselves pretty close to 2050, we've got some pretty serious goals there. Yeah. Pulling that back a little bit, I've been asking people about the next five years because it's a bit more of a manageable size. So, where do you yeah. see things for you uh, in in five years' time? Um, that's a good question. You know, we have started to get project sizes that are getting into like institutional capital sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where things really start to change. You know, it's one thing to do a smaller project and do friends and family, investors. Sure, or your um, own house. Yeah, or, the, or do your own house, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, our latest project um, that's in construction now is 107 units. And wow. so that's like an, inst- you know, it's sort of just at the institutional small scale of institutional yeah. investors. Yeah. And so once it sort of gets on their radar, I think there could be, you know, somewhat of a, um, you know, an effect where people start to realize in the institutional capital world, hey, this is something that we need to be paying attention to. And maybe we need this in our portfolios. Yep. And once they see it being successful on that scale, I think that there'll be a sea change in how it's perceived. Yep. And how it's demanded. And right. so I think that's just about to change. Right. Um, we, our the deal that we have right now in construction, we used a sort of a local institutional investor. Yep. Um, and you know, I think maybe that'll change and be something that's of interest for more, you know, broader national institutional investors. Right. And so, what proportion of your work is is passive house? Uh, right now, all of it. Right. Yep. Is that a, a decision that you've made, or is it just kind of how things have turned uh, out? A little bit of both. I mean, you know, I, I had. Thought we could, we would want to do that many years prior, mm-hmm. but you know something would come along and it would be otherwise a pretty good project, even if it weren't actually passive house, yeah. and we would get involved in it. But at this point, it's just it's all passive house. Yeah, it seems like we've got the system pretty well refined for yeah. how we approach the design and the construction of passive house. Yeah, because we're vertically integrated; we're the developer and the contractor. Right. So we're involved early on in the design process, and yeah. we you know kind of say what we want, and then. Yeah. Um, it really makes it not all that terribly difficult to execute passive house. Yeah. So if we're in, if we're involved at the beginning of the project, then that's just how we do it. With your experience building up to where you are today, uh, have you got any uh, advice for people just starting out uh, on their journey as a you know from a business point of view, getting getting going, or or on their passive house journey? Yeah. Um, I mean, coming to the you know Theus conference is a great resource for, mm-hmm. for people in either either category um you know there's i think there's a lot of now it's much more proven and there are a lot of great examples for how to execute yeah and so that takes a lot of the risk out of doing passive house you know i think yeah. 10 years ago if you said i'm going to do a 300 unit passive house building that would have been pretty risky yeah um, because it hasn't been proven and, and hasn't gotten to scale but now it has so now there are lots of examples and yep. lots of proven ways to get it done yeah um, and I think you can just go talk to people and find out hey how did yeah. you how did you execute and what mechanical system did you use and you know yep all, all the information is sort of you know it seems like it's pretty much open source and that's why people come to these events and 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 work with the accelerator and just there's so much out there now yeah, um, yeah. that if you want to do it you absolutely the information is there just ask. just just ask yeah and people in this community are very generous with their time they are. I found yeah. you know yeah. you can call up anybody and they'll talk to you and yeah. tell you how they did it and absolutely yeah and tell you all the things they did 
wrong. All the mistakes, <laughs> yeah. The mistakes are much, much. that's a much longer list than the... Yeah, but yeah. like you say, it's, um, yeah. people in the pacifist community seem very open to sharing that because yeah. they, they want to, because it's learning and, yes. it, and it helps um, spread the spread the message faster and get better results yeah. faster. So yeah. where can people find find you, follow you, find out what you're up to? Um, uh, Cascadebuilt.com website. Um, that's pretty much where to find us. Awesome. Um, yeah. Hey, well, thank you. Thanks yeah. for uh, for being here and enjoying yeah. the, the show and for your great work that you've been uh, yeah. uh, doing. And uh, good luck for for the next five years and beyond. Thanks. Yeah, we'll keep we'll keep an eye on it. Appreciate it. All right. Cheers. Okay.